I really believe that, you know, talent is geographically distributed everywhere. That's not just clustered in the Bay Area or New York City or Boston, where, you know, you hear a lot about entrepreneurship, right? And it's one of my kind of personal missions to make sure that every single entrepreneur has access to capital and has access to the right resources and tools so that they can start their own company. That was Ray Wang, former director of Dorm Room Fund, the premier student-run venture capital fund in the country, backed by First Round Capital. Ray shared her story with us backstage at 3686 Entrepreneurship Festival, where she discussed the importance of access to both opportunity and capital, especially for early-stage entrepreneurs. You're listening to Disrupt the Continuum, a podcast from Launch Tennessee dedicated to entrepreneurs, investors, and ecosystem builders. Launch Tennessee is a public-private partnership that supports entrepreneurs from ideation to exit. And the vision is simple. Make Tennessee the most startup-friendly state in the nation. Tennessee is one of the few states with an entrepreneur resource infrastructure, operating at the state level, collaborating with over 30 partners in industries such as healthcare, life science, energy, logistics, music, and more. In this episode, Ray shares why Dorm Room Fund chose to focus on student-run startups and how the university setting is a natural environment to foster creativity, collaboration, and diversity, all important elements for innovation and success. I think a lot of the most interesting um, ideas and innovations are coming out of universities, right? I mean, that's what universities are designed to do. I'm your host, Clark Buckner. The next several episodes in this series will be drawn from conversations we had at the annual 3686 Entrepreneurship Festival. We're glad to have you on this journey with us. And for more stories like this, visit launchtn.org slash podcast. Let's jump in. Hi, everyone. My name is Ray Wang, and I'm the director of First Round Capital's Dorm Room Fund. I'm really excited to be here today. Uh, I run a fund called Dorm Room Fund that is the largest student-run venture fund in the entire country. We've made now 250 investments all across the country, all in companies started by students, both undergrads as well as graduate students. And all of the investment decisions are actually made by students themselves, too. So I have a team of 40-plus investment partners active at two dozen universities all across the country, and we work together to find the best entrepreneurs uh, at all of the university campuses and invest in their ideas. Thank you so much for taking some time to share with us, especially the the VC perspective. And even though you're you know, students, I mean, there's a lot of value that students have. And I've, I was able to attend your session, the VC versus bootstrap. And although at the end of the day, it was a bit more of a collaborative, uh, not, not as the title would make it seem like it's going to be a, a throwdown. <laughs> but it was, I think at the end of the day, both of you were really agreeing with a lot of stuff. So I, I was able to attend that. And I really want to kind of dive into some of the big takeaways from that. But before we jump into all that, first round capitals, dorm room fund. So 250 investments. The investment size, it's pretty standardized. What are the kind of the high points you want to make sure to hit on that is uh, kind of the, the, the big things that you, you were really proud of with these kinds of investments? 
Yeah. Um, you know, I'm really proud of the fact that we are typically uh, what we call the first money in, right? So we are at the earliest, earliest stage. A lot of people say, like, oh, I'm an early stage investor. I work with seed stage startups, but we're almost pre-seed in a lot of ways. And um, many times when we're meeting founders, uh, you know, they've just gotten started uh, a few months ago. They might have taken a little bit of, uh, of funding in terms of grants uh, or won some prize money at the university level but we're really kind of partnering with them as their first institutional investor. So not only are we investing in these companies, we're really helping students build their companies from the very beginning and sort of creating this on-ramp for them to transition from the university ecosystem that they're active in to the greater startup ecosystem. And I think that's really exciting to be able to kind of go hand in hand with the founder and help them turn their vision into a reality. The terms that you all have I've seen them and they're very friendly. So walk me through those, walk me through why you've designed them in that way. Sure. So our whole mission is to make it easier for students to start companies while still in school, right? So we wanted to create the most founder-friendly terms that exist in the market. So we have uh, one standard check size and one sort of standard safe that we use. We invest $20,000 in companies started by students, and the terms are no cap or no discount on a safe. So essentially, you know, we're saying we're here for you. We want to be able to help you uh, get this funding quickly because oftentimes, you know, uh, student founders need it almost immediately to be able to kind of hit the next milestone in their business. So we don't want to negotiate with them when it comes to, you know, price or valuation or anything like that yet. Uh, we just want to be able to equip them with the right tools and resources to get started and then from there help them grow. It helped me understand, so let's say if there's a student listening to this or someone who is not as familiar with the insider language, like what is what you just said, like what does that translate to? Sure. It means that we're giving you $20,000 right now uh, that you can use to, to build your startup. And um, when you go and raise what is called sort of a price round in the future of a million dollars or more, then our note will actually convert into um, equity at that next round. Wow. Have you been surprised by any of the outcomes from that approach? That's a different kind of approach, right, than than what you usually see with VCs. Yeah, you know, I think um, most VCs... are using, um, you know, are sort of uh, setting a cap or setting a discount, right? And what that means is essentially kind of rewarding themselves early for taking that risk, right? So they say, hey, as one of your first investors, you should give me, you know, a a 25% discount on your next round, right? So it's a reward for them coming in early. Um, And we're saying, you know, we uh, are just honored to kind of be your partner, right? We don't need a discount for the next round. You don't need to give us, um, you know, any kind of special treatment in that category. On stage, you were talking about students and students, their role in the ecosystem, and you were calling out the 3686 student pitch competition that actually occurred earlier in this week. So when you think about the role students and universities are playing with contributing to an entrepreneurial ecosystem, what does that look like? Why is that important? What does that have to say for the future? Yeah, I think a lot of the most interesting um, ideas and innovations are coming out of universities, right? I mean, that's what universities are designed to do. They're designed to be a place where people can gather and and discuss uh, ideas and and run experiments and collaborate on them, right? Um, And I think it's really cool 
to create a, a hub where you have, you know, experts um, in academia, professors, you have, you know, different folks working in labs, uh, all learning together, all designing together, and all co-creating together, right? So what we like to see is, you know, really... Um, interesting examples of, of cross-department collaboration. So I think some of the best ideas we've seen at Dormroom Fund come from a engineering student partnering with a business school student, partnering with a medical school student to create sort of a new type of, of device or product, right? And when you bring in people with such diversity of backgrounds and points of views, that's when you really start to see interesting ideas uh, brought to market. When you mentioned those kinds of specifics. It reminds me, I mean, yeah, the, the top winners at this year's pitch competition, yeah, it seemed like there's a lot of collaboration. The first place won Prediction Health. Mm -hmm. So you saw that pitch. What was your thoughts on what you saw? I thought it was really great. You know, I think um, they're medical students, right, who saw an inefficiency when it came to uh, doctors and the way that they would take notes with scribes, right, and decided to use AI and machine learning to tackle that problem. Uh, we definitely think it's a real problem. In fact, um, we've actually invested uh, in a company that's doing something very similar uh, based out, uh, out of Stanford in the Bay Area. They're called Phrase. So I definitely think when you see, you know, two companies or three companies tackling a very similar market, Market, it means that there's a real need to solve this problem. Also on stage, you're talking about advice from the VC perspective. And I would love to hear some of that advice, not only, of course, to students, and it's going to be relevant for, for them too, but really anyone who's thinking about exploring maybe working with a VC to take their money and what, that ha what happens when that occurs and some of the, the best advice that you have. So Walk me through what should someone be thinking about? What kind of headspace does someone have? What are the questions they should be asking themselves and or the VC? Does that make sense? Yeah. So what, the way that I like to think about it is um, when you're talking to potentially working with an investor, right, having them invest in your company, you are really committing to being in a long-term relationship uh, with that person, right? So it's a lot like a gain, an engagement or like getting married in a way. And you really want to make sure that this person is going to be um, not only a strategic partner, but a supportive partner for you as you head down the entrepreneurial road, right? So I would ask them, you know, what they're, um, you know, sort of what uh, they're able to provide in terms of value, resources, and support, and how they're going to be able to work with you when you hit kind of challenging bumps in the road, right? So tell me about a time when you've worked with an entrepreneur um, where things didn't go according to their initial roadmap, right? How are you able to support them? How are you able to help them course correct or pivot and actually be able to land on their two feet again? Um, ask them the tough questions the same way that you would be, you know, asking employees that you want to bring onto your team, um, the same way that you would be asking, you know, advisors that you might want to work closely with. I think a lot of people get enamored by the fact that, you know, an investor wants to give them a check and they don't remember that they also need to do their homework and check that this investor is a right fit for them and their company. I love that. At 3686, there are so many incredible people like you who are passionate about the ecosystem and and building each other up. And so I know you're an investor, you're an educator, product manager, and marketer, but really when it, it, one of the most important things to you is being a community builder. Mm -hmm. And I would love to talk with you a little bit about what that means through the lens of a VC, also someone who, who really cares about 
access and opportunity um, to capital and all that kind of stuff. What, you know, what's on your heart right now these days in, in this space that we live in with entrepreneurship? We're at a festival right now surrounded by that. So what's kind of going through your mind right now? Yeah, so I think um, venture is actually synonymous uh, with community, right? A lot of people think like, oh, venture capital, it's all about investing in finance. And that's definitely an aspect of it. But I think the best VCs out there are also the best network builders and connectors, right? And what they're able to do is to create a community that can support each other. So when I think about dorm room fund, not only are we investing in students and you know giving them $20,000 to start their companies, what we're really doing is creating a community of entrepreneurs that can support and help each other, right? So now that we've invested in 250 companies, we have over 500 founders in our network and they're all able to support each other because entrepreneurs face a lot of the same challenges, right? So, and it can be really difficult and oftentimes lonely and isolating uh, to be an entrepreneur, especially a first time founder when you haven't kind of gone through the process before, right? So when you're thinking through, you know, oh, how do I hire my first time employee? or how do I go and raise a, a seed round of financing or how do I sell into this customer, it's really helpful to be able to talk to another entrepreneur who's already gone through that process, right? And have them share their kind of best practices and lessons learned with you. And that way you have a peer mentor who can help kind of guide you as you are walking down the entrepreneurial path. It's interesting because it's not just, what I'm hearing from you, I think, is it's not just just about all the access to connections, money. Sometimes it's just the community you need. We need guidance. Good stuff. So I know we've only got a few more minutes with you. As we're starting to wrap up, one of the questions I want to ask you is, why are you here? Why are you here at 3686 specifically? What, you know, why, why are you here? I'm here because I believe in all of the talent that's in the Southeast. Um, I really believe that, you know, talent is geographically distributed everywhere. And it's not just clustered in the Bay Area or New York City or Boston, where, you know, you hear a lot about entrepreneurship, right? And it's one of my kind of personal missions to make sure that every single entrepreneur has access to capital and has access to the right resources and tools so that they can start their own company. What do you think are some of the most important resources from day one that an entrepreneur should be trying to pursue? So I think it's really about, um, you know, learning about your customer and learning about your market and then figuring out, you know, how you as an entrepreneur can create something really valuable and find product market fit, right? So one resource that I'd love to shout out is the First Round Review, uh, which is First Round's, um, you know, magazine that covers a lot of really great content on how to find product market fit and how to really get started building a company. I love it. And how can someone connect with that? How can someone connect with you? You can find me on Twitter. Um, my handle is HeyRayWang. Uh, and Dorm Room Fund is at Dorm Room Fund. And First Round is at First Round. Excellent. Thank you so much for taking the time to be here. I really appreciate your, your, your passions and your, your expertise. I really appreciate you. Thank you for having me. Thanks for listening to Disrupt the Continuum. This is the place where entrepreneurs, investors, and ecosystem builders share their story on how they're challenging the status quo to create their own path. I hope you follow along with us at launchtn.org podcast and join the conversation on Twitter and Instagram at launchtn. 
Launch Tennessee has received national recognition for statewide collaboration, an innovative economy, and stakeholder diversity. And that's because of amazing folks like yourself who are contributing to make Tennessee the most startup-friendly state in the nation. Until next time, don't forget, be sure to subscribe at launchtn.org podcast, and we'll see you soon on another episode of Disrupt the Continuum.